Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Mir, founder of Mir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. In this episode, we're talking all things bookkeeper. So, yeah, when to hire one, what to look for, how to weigh the option of doing it in-house yep. um, versus outsourcing it. So you're just going to be like rapid fire hitting me with questions? Yeah. <laughs> Real hot seat. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess just to start with like what are the basic tasks of a bookkeeper? Okay. Uh, basic tasks. So ba- what you need is somebody who's going to and I, and I even hesitate when I say enter the transactions because it sounds so old school. Okay. Like, because cloud accounting has automated a lot of things. But let's just go with the term enter the data, data entry. Like, I almost mm-hmm. hate even saying that. But, like, getting the data into your accounting software, that means all of your checking account, all of your bank account and credit card transactions. So the spending and receiving of money, categorizing it properly. And then, depending upon their skill level, making adjustments to the books uh, for certain things like loan payments and maybe depreciation and that sort of thing. Gotcha. So, I mean, I feel like cloud accounting has really made it to where, I mean, this can be done as like one part of a bigger role, yep. right? Like maybe they're – and this is where I'd be curious to see your thoughts, right? Because at one point we talked about – um, kind of there being three functions and that was like to prevent fraud. You want to make sure like they're not segregation doing, of duties. Yeah. Yeah. Classic segregation of duties. It's textbook, <laughs> uh, right. text, textbook accounting. Right. One on one. Yeah. But right. So, I mean, that's where my mind goes. It's like, Oh, you could hire somebody to do all of that, mm-hmm. but then you're getting yourself into some trouble. Right. Um, so, I mean, do you feel like cloud accounting, because of the way Zero works, it's just kind of made made the data entry part like yeah, not easier. obsolete, but like well, and it should because Zero. The reason they if I, if I remember right, the the name Zero relates to zero data entry. That's okay. why they named it that. Okay, and because they wanted to create a platform where the data was flowing, and whether it be by rules you put in the software. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Or through artificial intelligence, it suggesting things to you that the data entry becomes a formality. Mm -hmm. And that's why I kind of led with, I hate saying data entry because around here we try not to do data entry. We try to set up your software in such a way that it's connected to your bank account. And then we, we make rules. Perfect example, we might have a rule that says, if the description of the transaction includes Office Depot, put that to Office Supplies, th- mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But you could take that and, and get a little, mo- a lot more complicated with it and a lot more you know, savvy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it has definitely made it easier to get the data in and categorized properly. And it also made it, to your point, I think you said a couple of episodes ago, cloud accounting has made it a lot easy to be consistent because it's easy. Mm-hmm. I know I do. I do our accounting here for our firm, and I'll go in and record the transactions. They're already queued up for me, and a lot of times rules are being applied. It doesn't take me long at all. And like I'm dealing with a lot of transactions, but it's it's gotten so fast yeah. that I do it once a week for twenty thirty minutes. If yeah. that. And that's the weird thing is because like it's gotten so fast that it doesn't justify a full time position. Like when you think a bookkeeper, you're thinking. Like, okay, it's either part-time or, I guess, in the larger business, full-time. But right. it, it, 
I mean, zero, whether it's a thousand transactions a month or if it's 10. Right. It takes zero the same amount of time to do it. To it does. Do I mean, it, I would say once the once the rules are set up. Yeah, I would say there's a you're you're moving toward this is the this is what's changed. You're moving toward checking the output of the software versus entering the data into the software. So gotcha. now you're you're moving toward I've set up rules. I'm using artificial intelligence. Let me just make sure that what I think should happen is happening. Right. That's a much better place to be. Yeah. You know because you're not because think about it. If you're entering the data, you could make mistakes. So not only do you have to enter the data, you've got to check your work. Yeah. But now you're just checking the work of the rules you've set up and or the artificial intelligence that has said, hey, last time you went to Chevron, you coded that to auto mm-hmm. expense. Is that what you want to do again? Right. Yeah. And I'll throw this out there. I'm curious what you think because my mind's going now, okay, the question's not uh, – or I think the the more relevant question is when hiring a bookkeeper, like what should you look out for because – I'm, my mind goes towards, okay, that'd be great for like one task of many for like a virtual assistant to do yeah. or, you know, like hiring uh, somebody on Upwork or something like yeah. that where they've just got several admin tasks and one of those is maybe doing doing this, like you said, for 30 minutes a week. Right. Um, what should we look out for? Best, the best bookkeepers understand the balance sheet. That's okay. what separates people. Okay. So meaning – they don't just know that when you spend, it should go to this expense account. But they understand the difference between a liability and an expense. We've talked before here about there's things that there are transactions that affect the balance sheet and transactions that affect the income statement. If you don't understand those two things, you're not a good bookkeeper. Okay. You have to understand that when you make a loan payment, that part of the loan payment is a payment of the principal balance sheet, and part of it is interest profit and loss statement or income statement. Very simple, but I've seen lots of bookkeepers that don't know that. They're really not bookkeepers. You have to understand the balance sheet. So that's why when we do a set of books, whether that be year-end kind of tax preparation or ongoing, our first step is to reconcile the balance sheet. to make Because if the balance sheet's right, we talked about this too, the P&L in a net sense is correct. So that's the biggest thing to look for. Do they understand the balance sheet? What goes there? What's a balance sheet account? What's not? Gotcha. So that does kind of change the game a little bit, like you said, moving beyond. Yeah, you know, but just somebody who's doing well categorizing things correctly. But but here's the deal: the person categorizing is that much better because of cloud accounting. Who then then you can allow an advisor like somebody like us to just check their work, so to mm-hmm. speak. So you've 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 eliminated a lot of the basic errors they're going to make. They're still going to make some errors, yeah. But you have eliminated a lot of those errors, what such that the advisor can now move faster. Right. The advisor can get in, take a look at your balance sheet, which is what we're always going to do. And my guess is, if they're working with somebody like us, and the rules are set up properly, and we've coached that in-house person, they're faster, they're better. And when they have questions, we shoot them a quick Loom video. Hey, this mm-hmm. is how you do that. This is how you handle this type of transaction. So if they get better and better. Your advisor spends less time checking or fixing just the the whole relationship gets better yeah so do you see there being like a divide because that's what i'm seeing is like is there is there like a big divide of like when you would need to bring somebody in-house for like kind of accounting reasons yeah i think you're gonna you're going to need to bring somebody in-house when there's somebody who has to initiate 
lots of accounting functions like paying people and receiving money. Like when that becomes, a, you know, a chore, like billing becomes a chore or payables, you know, paying your vendors and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But even that said, this stuff is getting so much faster and better with a lot of these apps that all they do is billing, like right. bill.com. Well, that's what I was saying. It feels like it's dividing. Like that middle ground is kind of just being eaten away. It is. Where like, yeah, for it's sure. It's hard to, when you're growing your business, it's like, okay, well, if I can do it in 10 minutes a week, that's hard to justify thinking, oh, I really need to hire somebody for right. the accounting role in my I, I think I think for us, it is, it's, it's a preference. We have clients who say, I just don't want to mess with this. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to handle it. That's fine. But what we found is a really good sweet spot is what we call this DIY assisted. That's our term. That's what we that's what we call somebody who has their own bookkeeping. We're we're in there helping them systematize and do better. And we just check the output and then we and then we give suggestions. We'll say, hey, we noticed that you're now, you know, you got 30, 40 customers a month. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about using Go Cardless for your recurring subscriptions? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a better role for us. That's a more value added role. Yeah. Now, we want the accounting done right, which is why we want to be involved. But it's only that reason so we can then help you with the things that really make a difference. Like if we told you your receivables shouldn't be collected in 30 days, we can set up an ACH system where they're collected in seven. Yeah. That's a a value-added play because the data is good. Yeah, I feel like this reminds me of the conversation we had where it was like – kind of the default idea is like, oh, you just go buy QuickBooks. Right. You know, like I feel like there's almost some like legacy idea of like, well, you just hire a bookkeeper or you hire a controller or whatever. You know what I mean? Where maybe you should check that thought and just see like what – not before you've introduced the right technology. Correct. I think this goes back into – we've talked about this a lot, the setup. So if you're working with somebody from the start, like us, and you kind of lay it all out there, okay, this is how my business is going to run, how I spend money, how I how I receive money, how, what type of customers I have, are they recurring, are they mm-hmm. invoices that are that vary, we can then build a system to help that you can then run to a certain extent mm-hmm. and with our help. Because I do think it's always best just to have somebody over there looking, pointing out things. Hey, because we keep up on a lot of technology too. We might point out like, hey, when you first started this business, we thought this was a good solution, but now this one's better. Or there was a solution that we didn't even think about. Like maybe um, I've got a client that I was working with the other day. They're talking about a lot of bottlenecks. They're a, a construction company that does like these one-off projects and they're having bottlenecks. I'm now looking for that to help them. So my point is just having somebody looking to either improve what you're doing or to offer solutions for things you're not doing. But yeah, I mean, it, to, to your point, it's, it's different now. You have to rethink it from the start versus mm-hmm. getting going and going, Oh, this is too much to handle. I'll hand it to a bookkeeper. You could have maybe mitigated a lot of that on the front end with the right apps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So are you seeing like a trend and I guess where I would see the trend in technology is like anything that's not, like you said, the difference between input and output. So like anything that's being input or doesn't require decision making, it seems like that's just software. Like I, it's hard to imagine that in five years that you'd even have to do what you do now in terms of like yeah. just the way I, the way that – Payroll, the way that vendor billing, yeah. all that stuff just seems like it's only going to get more 
automated. Well, and the software is going to keep as zero gets more data globally mm-hmm. across all cl- all of their customers and all of the people they pay. Their suggestions for uh, um, artificial intelligence are going to get better and better and right. better. So yeah, to your point, inputs and what you're spending on your credit card gonna should be getting automated. Yeah, you know, it should you know your software should know when you spend that. I don't know, Ruth's Chris, that they don't even ask you. Just put it in business meals. Right. They don't even ask you. Yeah. So do you think bookkeeping as a as like a an idea is like on its last leg? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, um, like, I think uh, is it going to be like a doorman? I think like, manual. You know, <laughs> I think manual bad bookkeeping is. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's eating into also just day to day activities and bookkeeping. So I, I've got some. I've got clients here. Who I've talked to um, about how they have how they're set up and what they're being charged by bookkeepers. I'm like, you know, that can be automated. Like I know what they're doing. They've got a bank statement out and they're ticking off as they enter the transactions. Like mm-hmm. they shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. So it's eating away at repetitive manual tasks. But my but to me it's exciting because it's now a, it's giving small businesses access to do this faster and better so we can do the good stuff, which we talked about last episode was KPIs. Right. That's where we're trying to get. That's what all of this is about. Yeah. I just like, are the robots about to just wipe out the first rung of the total control accounting system? Just the Ooh. record phase? Are they? Are we going to be able to... I don't know if the robots can they're, be... They're going to get you right where you need to be? And look, and look, if they do, great. We'll be, yeah. we'll be leveraging off of what they do to right. do more advisory work. Right. I don't think they'll get rid of the cleanup phase. Cleanup takes uh, like you and I are doing, sitting mm-hmm. across the table or working together virtually, like understanding what your business is like, what the notes payable you have. But yeah, but yeah are repetitive manual tasks being automated? Absolutely. And thank yeah. God they are. Like yeah. people pay all the time for tasks that software set up properly with the right apps connected can handle. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. I mean, I just, even the stories you've described of like, Zero now being able to read invoices and then just you can just go and approve them and connect them to your bank for mm-hmm. ACH payment. Like even that seems like we'll be thinking that was clunky in five years. You well, we'll be mean? saying, like, God, remember that used to be four clicks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so let's think about let's do a real quick example of that. So zero has a debt. I'll work through that payables example. So for people who are thinking, okay, are like I hear you, but like give me a real world example, like what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, zero has a dedicated inbox for accounts payable, so thing bills you owe to your vendors. So let's just say lawn care, perfect example. You told the lawn guy, listen, when you bill me, which first of all he should be, he should put you on a retainer or a subscription, but that's a different story. <laughs> so you say, listen, when you bill me, send your PDF invoice. To this email address, zero gives you a dedicated inbox. You just copy and paste it and make a Gmail contact. Send it there. It comes into zero as a bill, and you approve it. And then let's just say you had a bill payment software connected. So like Routable, we use Routable here. Routable's connected to zero. It's updating all the time or syncing, and it knows what bills you have to pay. Well, it sees that bill. When I go into Routable, it says, "Hey, Jimmy's Lawn Care bill is available. You want to pay that?" I just click pay. Mm-hmm. So what's happened? The lawn care guys emailed me to a dedicated email address. Zero pulled that bill in, had a copy of it along with the bill. It had a, well, it, it created an invoice in Zero and had the bill on the screen where I could look at it. Mm-hmm. I approve it. 
Once I approved it, it's synced to Routable. Routable had it queued up and said, hey, do you want to pay this? I click pay. It sends him an ACH. Then Routable sends back to zero a payment and says, hey, reduce the amount of money in their bank account for this and say that bill is now paid. Think yeah. about all the stuff you still have to do to do that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And you and what you're saying is true. That's going to be way faster right? soon. And then, like, I'm just imagining, like, all the other apps just saying, like, you'll have, like, an AI assistant who's like, hey, we've seen that you've always paid this. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, we're recommending you pay it. Or, Dude. And even if you had a threshold of, like... That's pay, already happening. Pay anything under a thousand bucks. That's already know? happening. There's a software called I saw it at AICPA Engage called CorePay. So there's lots of bill payment software, but this one was interesting. CorePay has automated payables. So you set up rules. Again, I started the conversation off saying a lot of what you're going to be doing in the future is checking the right. rules in the in the in the system you set up. CorePay has rules that say, hey. It's all this if this then that. Yeah. If the bill is from Jimmy's Lawn Care and it's under five hundred, pay them automatically. Yeah. You're out of the whole equation. So let's just think about it. If that bill got sent in, you connected CorePay. Zero CorePay sucked it in from zero and paid it automatically. Mm-hmm. You never even touched it. Yeah. You just set up a rule and maybe you set up a calendar, um, to do and say on Friday, check all my recurring payables to make sure one hadn't slipped through. Yeah. Like. That's happening, and that's going to get faster and faster and faster. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I it's funny. Like, it seems like the overwhelming, like, when should you hire a bookkeeper is, like, <laughs> after you've just checked out the latest technology. I think you should. You know? But it, but I would, you need to have somebody like us who says, let me think about your system. Right. Let me spend you being the client. You spend a few dollars at the beginning understanding, having somebody understand what you're doing and map out a system, build that system and hand you that system and say, go on it, and then we'll check you quarterly. And my guess is the checkpoints start becoming more advisory points because the data is good. We're just making sure it's working properly. You're making sure no bill has slipped through that shouldn't have. And now we're talking about KPIs and different stuff and and nuances. Well, yeah, the advisory part aside, it just reminds me, it's like, um, I call him my grandpa, it's my wife's grandpa, but he used to run an oil field company and he kind of, the other day he walked us through his old office and this was like a building that he built and stuff. Oh yeah, you told me about that. And in the middle of it, it was like a round building. In the middle of it, it was designed because at the time they had what called secretary pools. And there was like what he described, like fifteen secretaries just with their desks. Wow. In the middle and all the other offices were like on the outer ring. And it just was like, this is kind of what this conversation is reminding me of. It's like, yeah, no one has a secretary write their emails or memos or like, right. Yeah. I guess it still happens, but like, you know, for the most part, when you're in business now, you write your own stuff. You know what I mean? Like you said, you have your own word processor on your computer. Right. It's a ridiculous <laughs> notion to think that like, I'm you going to yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like, that's a scene from a movie, you know? Right. But that's like where I feel like we're headed with like, the idea of like, oh yeah, I'll get the, I have like somebody in my office who does the, these accounting functions. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, it's just like checking an email. I do it, you know? 
that's where it seems like it's headed. Yeah, I think, too, I, I know one thing that kind of gets me is that now there's so much technology. Now, for me, it's just like it's it's biting down on something, learning it, and going with it. Because mm-hmm. every day a new shiny object like comes literally through my inbox or my right. LinkedIn feed. So I think that's going to be the, the, the chore for a lot of people now, the discipline of, no, just because this system's six months newer – the one yeah. you have is still pretty dang awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I know for us, that's like we've had a we've had a really bite down on a tech stack and say no. We use Zero, we use Gusto, we use these other apps. Like that's what we use. Yeah. And every once in a while, we vet another one out and incorporate it, learn it, use right. it here, add it to the you know to the client base. But I think that's going to be a lot of the time. Like spend is like oh god, such, such and such product looks great. Let me try that. Yeah. Like if you talk to any cloud accounting like person that's probably one of their big struggles because they're already inquisitive and like curious so new things come across their desk and they check it i think that's going to be the same way with really savvy and tech forward business owners sure yeah yeah well i mean the the app world you know is is always like that yeah software is the same way right um man yeah so i'm just thinking I'm not sure we've answered your question about when, when the no hot- the overwhelming <laughs> opinion that I have now after kind of talking about this is like I just think that yeah use technology to the fullest and try to see how far that can get you and if you're growing a business definitely start there um, and leverage the setup yeah I think the the dollars are spent differently now the dollars aren't spent so much with ongoing repetitive manual tasks so much as they are spent on consulting at the beginning to eliminate the repetitive manual tasks. Mm-hmm. And you're just, va- you're totally doing a cost benefit. You're like, well, that bookkeeper or that person might cost me 1500 bucks a month. Okay. That's 18,000 a year. What if I spent $7,500 on a great system at the beginning and a firm behind me monitoring it? Yeah. Like that's the kind of decisions you're now making. So it's just a totally different conversation. And it's the thought process of foresight of what can I eliminate? And that I will tell you, not every firm does this. Mm -hmm. Like our firm, I know I say this a lot. We do this. We use these tools every day. You're going to go to other firms. They don't use these tools. They don't play in this world. They play in the world of let me do the accounting after the fact, not so much as build you a system to eliminate that accounting. Right. So that's something I would say you got to be aware of. That's kind of the new paradigm. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to end it. Um, yeah, just be, I think, uh, I mean, new paradigm sounds awesome. Yeah. Did yeah. you like that ending? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I, should have, I, I shouldn't be talking right now. I should have <laughs> just been like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, if you're looking for that new paradigm, <laughs> you know where to find it. Mirror.group. Uh, you can find all the other episodes there as well as contact information to reach out to Marcus if you have more small business accounting questions. And, uh, yeah, see you next time. Yeah, see you next time.